0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Home and home.
0: Pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. Baseball season is officially here, and the story that will dominate this season that has dominated the offseason is, of course, the Houston Astros sign-stealing scandal. So how many teams knew what did they do with that information, and how long did they know for? All of those questions are answered in a fascinating, outstanding piece in the Washington Post this morning. It's a Thursday, home and home. We are Radio.com Sports Original, brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Check them out, ziprecruiter.com, slash, enter. They are the smartest way to hire. Dave Briggs, Ross Tucker, and Barry's Verluga with us this morning from the Washington Post, the author, of that terrific piece on the Astros' sign-stealing scandal. Barry joins us on the phone from D.C. this morning. Great to talk to you, sir. So how many teams, in, in your estimation and your reporting, knew about the stealing signs for how long, and what did they do with that information?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's extremely
0: complex, and I think knowing and suspecting
1: are two different things. Um, when you talk to executives and really when you talk to scouts, Um, who are tasked with, um, you know, evaluating the Astros. Uh, Scouts have a very tight-knit community. Information runs through that community pretty freely. Um, It was widespread. Suspicions were widespread, we were told, by executives and scouts. Going back beyond 2017 to 2016, maybe even 2015, People were suspecting that something was up with the Astros. Now, did they know what they were doing? Did they know that they were um, using video and relaying it uh, to a monitor very close to the dugout and then banging on a trash can? They did not know the, the machinations. But um, two executives told us that they thought that 10 to 12 um, clubs had reached out to MLB and say said, could you look into the Astros? Now, suspicions weren't only about Houston Um This was a time when video was, of course, uh, closer to the dugout, closer to the playing field than ever before because of the instant replay challenge system. Um, So I I think what happened over time was um, people began to watch Houston's at bats, wonder why they were laying off certain pitches, wonder why they were, you know, looked like they were really on other pitches Um, And it became very widespread, as as several people told us, an open secret in the game that the Astros were up to something, whether they knew exactly what that was or not.
2: So, Barry, in your mind and through your story, is it a worse look for the Astros in the sense that they were doing it for this many years, or is this worse for MLB, who apparently – had a lot of warnings and didn't do anything about it for years.
1: So I'd say pick your poison there. I mean, it's going to be hard for the Astros to look worse. And I think, you know, beginning today, we're going to get to talk to and question Astros players more directly. Obviously, the the, uh, hitters don't have to be there until later, until next week. Um, So maybe we won't have all the characters lined up there. But I think your point about Major League Baseball is a good one. Um, obviously, we talked to baseball officials. Um, they they said that uh, the complaints or suspicions about the Astros were, were not specific. They, people did not have, um, you know, they didn't know exactly what was going on. So MLB says, what were we supposed to investigate? Um, I do think that if you go back to when this originally came out, um, you know, the reality is that Video and technology were a huge part of the operations of any team um, during this time, not just because of instant replay and challenges, but because hitters have become so reliant on that technology to evaluate at-bats in the middle of a the game. They you know, strike out and want a plate appearance, run up the tunnel, look at the video, uh, see what happened there, and then take that information to their next at-bat. I kind of liken this to MLB allowing um taking ch- a batch of chocolate chip cookies and leaving it in front of a five-year-old and then walking out of the kitchen and expecting the five-year-old to not have touched any of those chocolate chip cookies. These, these hitters had the technology. Um, I don't think it was a great uh, leap that it would be used in a way to gain an advantage. The Astros, in particular, were an organization that looked for advantages in all the margins. Um, and I don't think it's crazy, particularly after... Uh, the development with the Red Sox in 2017, when they were sending um, information to a trainer through an Apple Watch in the dugout, that MLB should have pricked up their ears and said, "No, we've got to monitor this. Sending a memo um, forbidding this stuff is not going to be enough. We've got to get people in the video rooms to make sure that um, that nothing nefarious is going on."
0: Barry Sperluga with us from the Washington Post. Combine your reporting with Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic, who reports that Carlos Beltran was essentially the godfather of the sign-stealing technology. And if you combine that, as I mentioned with your reporting, that several teams knew about this for several years or at least had suspicions, why didn't the the Yankees acquire Carlos Beltran? And then the Mets hire him for a manager and the Red Sox hire Alex Cora as a manager. If teams had suspicions, were they trying to find out what the Astros were doing or trying to acquire said talent to implement those cheating protocols? Well, I think it's, I think we probably should be careful about retrofitting,
1: you know, reputations and stuff with what we know now as part of public discourse and and what those guys' reputations were at the time. Alex Cora was on the rise, um, a very, very, very observant and astute player when he played. Uh, and, um, you know, True. certainly uh, had um, real relationships in that Astros clubhouse that were meaningful, and they were part of a, a very good team. Carlos Beltran, um, uh, Hall of Fame type resume, uh, by the time he went to Houston in 2017 for his last year, was really seen as. Um, a veteran presence to kind of oversee uh, a group of not all kids, but a, a young core um, that uh, was extremely, extremely promising. Um, now, does that – the Yankees hiring Beltran, um are they trying to get at what the Astros were doing? I've talked to Yankees people. They didn't say that that was any part of it. Um, I, I think that independent of all this stuff, those two guys were – um stars on the rise in, in you know in a management position. Um I don't I don't necessarily think uh, that they were hired into the positions that they've now been fired from because somebody thought they could unlock the key to the Astros Stein stealing
2: stuff. Barry, what about these reports of the entire revamped playoffs with you know adding some teams and being able to pick who your opponent is, you know, as a guy, that's not a huge baseball guy. I kind of like it. gives us something to talk about entertaining, you know, pick your opponent. Is there anybody in baseball that likes it though? Cause it seems like it's been universally panned.
1: It does seem like it's universally panned. And, and I, I have a little bit of a problem with that. Joel Sherman from the New York post uh, broke this story. And I, I don't, I don't think, you know, Proposing it and having it be done are two different things. Um, I think Major League Baseball. Think of it this way: baseball. When you talk about baseball and its position in the American sports landscape, everybody is quick to lament, like, "Oh, it's an older fan base. The game moves too slowly. You know, you're going to alienate the, the. There's not enough balls in play. You're alienating kids. How are we going to keep the game alive? I mean, that discussion has been, you know, really for twenty or more years." Um, and the game still thrives, particularly at a, a local level. But if you're going to criticize it for being stodgy and not moving fast enough, and then, you know, a report comes out that they're thinking outside the box and, and um, you know, coming up with ideas that they want to bounce around, and I know that that's the environment in that office, that, that they are open to ideas and they talk about a lot of things and they solicit a lot of opinions. Well, how how come – You're criticizing them for being behind the times, and then they try to come up with an idea that they're not even implementing yet, and they're immediately shot down for being too radical. I I find it hard to have it both ways. And I'll say the one thing about getting to choose your opponent, you know, that's come up in the NFL playoffs, right? Like, you know, a a 500-division winner gets to host a a game, and um, wouldn't you rather play this team uh, even though they won the NFC West? Um, because they're clearly not as good as the wild card team that came out of a tougher division, I, I think it's kind of neat. I, I I have seen it happen mm. in baseball where I mean it happened this past uh, postseason with the Washington Nationals. They did not win the division. The Los Angeles Dodgers um, had the best record in the league. And I guarantee you the Dodgers would have rather played either St. Louis or Atlanta because they didn't have the starting pitching that the Nationals had. And lo and behold, the Dodgers' best team in the National League lose in five games to the Nationals who end up rolling the World Series. So um, I, think all, I think it's cool to discuss. I think it might be cool to implement, and I think people are, are getting hot and bothered um, for reasons that MLB probably shouldn't be criticized for because they're really trying to put some thought into this stuff.
0: I'm all for being progressive. I just don't think the playoffs are where baseball needs to be fixed. But, yes, being progressive, tweaking things, trying new concepts is certainly something that baseball needs to do. Uh, Barry's for Luga, Washington Post. Awesome to have you on the show. Read him in the Washington Post. Follow him at Barry, S-V-R-L-U-G-A, on Twitter. Love to have you back, sir. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.